This episode, Pelosi lays down the gavel. Was it a red wave or more like a red trickle? And inflation in the nation and Kim Jong-un fires up again. Hi, I'm your host, Ed Gatins. Join me as we fall back to the keep and guard against the predations of the far right and the radical left. This is Raging Centrist. All right, our first story is that Pelosi lays down the gavel, which means she's not going for a leadership role in Congress. So after 35 years and at 82 years old, she is going to just be a representative for San Francisco, and she's going to continue with Congress, but she's not going to be in a leadership role. And this is just when Republicans have taken control of the House by a thin margin, but they took control. Now, do they have the Senate? Absolutely not. Um, One of the things about Pelosi stepping down that she brought up in her speech was the attack on her husband, Paul. This was done by an absolute nutter. It was wrong, just abhorrent behavior. But she said, there's no place for this in our democracy. And, And I would say there's no place for this anywhere in American society. You do not need to be attacking people for political reasons. Now, was it fully politically motivated? We're not exactly sure because this person was an absolute nutter. We don't know if they were far right, far left. And there's been plenty of speculation that have said that he's toggled both and stratified both of those areas, um, toggling back and forth between them. But, you know, some people have just said that he's mentally ill. Of course, mental illness is not an excuse for physical violence against anyone. It doesn't matter whether it's a person uh, who is married to a member of Congress or a member of Congress themselves or not in the political sphere. You cannot be attacking people. You can have unkind words with people and you can have conflict. That's just part of the human condition. You can also get angry. All of that is just fine. Anger is great. It's a human emotion. Experience it. When you cross that line, you're crossing the line if you're engaging in physical activity that results in violence and the harm of another. You cannot do that. Be angry and then go take a walk. Use your use your, your big person words, okay? Now, talking about our next story, was it a red wave or more like a red trickle? <laughs> Sorry about that sound sample there, but uh, I'm not laughing at the Republican Party, but I do have to say this is they got control of the House. They do not have control of the Senate, but it was a very thin margin. And there were so many conservatives out there touting on about how Democrats were just going to get absolutely slaughtered. It was going to be a bloodbath. It was going to be a huge red tsunami, they called it. And uh, it just didn't happen. Now, here's my hot take on it. One of the things that needs to be said about the Republican Party is that they don't stand for anything in terms of legislation. They stand for standing against different legislation that's brought forth by the Democratic Party. So if you are standing against something, effectively you are standing for nothing. Now, I understand the point is to conserve. And I get that. Founding fathers, founding documents, all of that kind of rhetoric is it's understandable and they want to have, enjoy, and maintain the status quo. However, that is not 
working. What you have to do as the Republican Party is you must stand for something. You have to try and push through some type of legislation, not just standing against the legislative acts and bills and all the other elements that are brought forth by the Democratic Party. If there is a salient point to all of this, it's all of this, it's that the country is pushing further and further toward democratic ideals of progressivism, whether you stand with those ideals or not. That's the way that people are selecting their leadership, and that's what's going to happen. All right, so the next story, inflation in the nation. <clears throat> I, Corinne Jean-Pierre keeps on banging on about how great we're doing, but uh, I'm seeing something different. But I saw you with my own eyes. Well, who are you going to believe, me or your own eyes? Oh. That pretty much says it all. She's telling us how great we're doing, but what's really happening is inflation is up, 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 and away. So check out these numbers in 2018. Annual inflation, 2.49%. 2019, 1.76%. 2020, 1.23%. Now, I understand there was an economic shutdown during 2020. But then look, at after all the money that was dumped in 2021, 4.7% inflation. And we are on track in 2022 to experience 7.75% inflation. That is massive. It has real-world effects. Now, there are other things that are not calculated into inflation, such as food and energy prices, gas, electric, natural gas, propane, all of those things that would use to, you know, oil to heat your home or, you know, you, all, all the other elements that you're going to use to heat your home. Those types of energies are traditionally not calculated into the inflation metrics because they have said for many years that the numbers are just so volatile they go up they go down but anybody who is going to have thanksgiving this upcoming week and i know that's my favorite holiday um you know what you're spending at the grocery store is significantly better um not better significantly more than what you had paid in the past uh i'm not expecting everybody to be you know breaking out a calculator and a spreadsheet and be slide rule brandishing nerds to calculate the the trajectory of inflation over the time but you just know that you're spending more for all of these things people are cutting back they're trying to tighten their belts and in in the food world which this holiday is very food and family centered uh you're going to really feel it now it's not one of the more expensive holidays if you are a christmas uh, person if you're Christian or if you're even a secular person who celebrates Christmas or Hanukkah and you're going to have your eight days of gifts and what have you um, all those gifts they're going to cost more and on an average those gifts are going to cost 7.75 percent more this also means that anybody who got a raise in 2022 or jumped ship and got a new job you have to make sure that, that new job is keeping up with the rate of inflation and that's going to be difficult because it's going up, 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 and away. All right. Last story here. Kim Jong-un is firing up again. Now, test firing of a new kind of intercontinental ballistic missile on Friday. Um, that was just this past Friday. It's, it's now the 20th, so let's see. That was the 18th. All right. And what happened with this is 
The ICBM was launched around 10.15 a.m. local time uh, from the Sunan area in North Korean capital Pyongyang. Uh, Pyongyang, South Korea's Joint Chiefs of Staff, said the U.S. said it was a brazen violation of U.S. resolutions. Now, the uh, test went out into the uh, Japanese Sea, about 130 miles west of the Japanese island of Oshima, Oshima, according to the Japan Coast Guard, it did not fly over Japan. North Korea is continuing to carry out provocation actions at frequency never seen before, Kishida told reporters Friday at the Asian Pacific Economic Cooperation meeting in Bangkok, Thailand. I want to restate that we cannot accept such actions. This type of saber rattling is is not just dangerous to Japan, it's dangerous on a world stage. It's just going to be a matter of time until they can land a bird um, in uh, uh, the heartland of America. And from other sources that I've seen, this one, this one um, is uh, CNBC, so this one seems a lot more, you know, um, <clears throat> a lot more accurate with just just the numbers. According to the JSC, the ICBM traveled twenty two times the speed of sound, uh, adding that details were being analyzed by intelligence authorities in South Korea and the U.S. Um, they're they're going to be able to get a, a nuke over here, and then as soon as they can get a nuke over here, what we really have to watch is that China is able to bridle, bridle this thing back. Now, Biden went and he met with Xi Jinping just, uh, what is it, about a week and a half ago, 10 days ago, or what have you, and... Um, Xi was uh, not too explicit about being able to intersect and control North Korea's behavior. So, and I think that that's a really um, that's a really scary thing because what you would think is that China would exhibit a large amount of control over North Korea because they have so so they're so entangled. Uh, North Korea relies on China for a fair amount of thing, things, is you know, especially because they're not really playing on the world stage economically. This is just something that we're just going to keep an eye on, and hopefully, this thing is going to diffuse itself. Maybe we can we can tone down the rhetoric, um, be a lot more peaceable about this. Maybe there's some things that we can do to get. North Korea kind of on board on uh, on the world stage, even though they have their problems, we also have our problems too, and so does every country around the world. Uh, we should not be escalating. That's my main point. We should not be escalating. I'm not saying forgive all and forget all, but I am saying don't escalate. Thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Ed Gatins, and I will see you next time with some more topics. Mm-hmm.